0: of life's defining moments is when you decide to say, I do. But who are you saying, I do to? Marriage is an institution and a destiny shaper, and you don't just enter in willy-nilly.
1: You don't marry anyone, you
2: marry the world, paper. for you, for your destiny.
0: These issues that arise from marriage are real, and you need to ask vital questions Receive crucial, satisfying, genuine answers with spiritual backing and discernment before you enter in. That's
1: some you marry them. That's the end of
0: your life. Two hundred questions you must ask, investigate and know before you say I do. Dr. Michael Huttonwood, with his natural humorous style, delves into hardcore questions that are vital to the sustainability of any marriage.
1: Your marriage partner is for destiny. So that's why I say you don't only look at love and the woman's get and the man's six-pack or four-pack. If my wife was looking for four-pack and six-pack, she would have married me. I don't have any back.
0: These questions are born out of feedback from various counseling sessions with both singles and married couples and compiled for those who want to enter into a marriage and stay married until death do they part. A must for every single. Order your copy today. Please call, write, or visit our website using the information on
3: your screen.
1: Welcome, welcome, welcome to this evening session of Don't Endure, Enjoy Your Relationship. You are all welcome. They're live on Instagram live on YouTube, and live on Facebook. I would like to encourage everyone that has joined us right now to start sharing. Share and invite as many people to be enriched in their relationships this evening. So, as usual, tell somebody, talk somebody, share this on your timeline, and invite as many people to be empowered and to receive divine wisdom in their relationships. God bless you. Agnes, you're welcome. Mama B, you are welcome. So let's keep sharing. Let's keep inviting many more people to join us on this platform. God richly bless you. I have with me Pastor Michael Johnson, Jeffrey Johnson, Pastor Michael Jr. who join me this evening in our session. Lady, uh, lady, and gentlemen, <laughs> <We're> <laughs> lady welcome. and gentlemen, you are welcome. God bless you for joining us. Would you like to say hi to our 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 viewers? Let's start with ladies. That ladies first. So let's start with Sister Deborah. Sister <laughs>
3: Deborah, <laughs> Good evening everyone.
4: Good evening, Bishop. Thank you for having me back on the programme. Amen. Thank you.
1: <laughs> time, Pastor Michael Jr. Short and Seat. Absolutely.
5: <laughs> That's it. That's it. Um good evening, Bishop. Good evening, Pastor Johnston, good evening, Minister Deborah. Good evening to everybody watching us online. Stay tuned, it's gonna be a blessing tonight. So be ready. Be ready. Amen. Awesome. Pastor Johnson. Oh, God bless. Another time on this wonderful platform.
6: Thank you, Bishop. <laughs> uh, my, uh, pastor, Pastor Michael, and Sister Deborah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm
6: looking. It's, it's our house, but it's not our house.
3: <laughs> this woman looks hot. Jeez. Shut and then
1: we need to the two of you we need to give you some permission. we can That's give you
3: team, yeah. sir. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> the
1: liberty. The fire broth the fire brothers are in the house of all of these things. You can tell where this is going today. My goodness. Pastor Michael Johnson can't believe uh, the woman is looking too much. He wants to he wants to get to the excuse. You want to be a few to enjoy and not endure. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, these are my these are my leaders, some of my leaders in our church. Pastor Michael Johnson, Pastor Michael Hattonwood Junior, Minister Deborah. Johnson this is a powerful, faithful, lawyer, dedicated leaders of the House of Judah family. It's a great joy. To have you with, with, with us this evening. Mama B, our resident pastor, <laughs> is behind the scenes. As usual, we have Bianca has also joined us. Minister Bianca is also joined us. That's uh, Pastor Michael Jr.'s wife. We are in good company and Sister Agnes is joining us all the way from outside London. We are, we are on it. It's a great job. So ladies and gentlemen, we are here. <laughs> We're going to be dealing with Marriage matters, relationship matters, finance matters, um, blended families, um, and other stuff that has to do with relationships. The whole idea is we were not born to endure our relationships. Paula, you're welcome. We're not born to endure our relationships, but to enjoy our relationships, whether it's single, in transition, marriage, etc. But there are principles that we need to abide by. That will help us not to endure our relationships, but rather enjoy. So we're going to look at some of them that we can engage. I was sitting down there, and this month of wisdom and mentorship is our focus. And I I made a statement to myself. I was saying, um, when you know better, you do better. When you know better, you do better. So as we are eager to learn, and we are eager to to shift, and we are eager to grow, God allows us to come across different kinds of new information and when we have new information we always do better so we're going to start off nanopoku you are welcome god bless you for joining i hope i will be seeing abena abena will be joining us as well god bless you okay so now let's start with this one since uh, we are in the month of wisdom because we are knowing we are getting to know new things. So I want to start from that platform. Uh Proverbs chapter four verse seven. It says, "Wisdom is a principal thing, and in all you are getting, get wisdom, and in your getting of wisdom, get understanding." Now, since when we know new things, we do better. And begin to approach things from a different uh, perspective. When Proverbs four, verse seven says, "Get wisdom. Wisdom is the principal thing. In all you're getting, get wisdom. And in your getting of wisdom, get understanding." Alexander Ashite, thank you for joining us. God bless you. So, with Proverbs seven in mind, being wisdom be the principal thing. In all you're getting, get wisdom and get understanding. How dangerous is it to use just common sense instead of divine wisdom or divine sense to run our marriage, run our relationship, raise our children, or run our family or career? Considering what we have just found in Proverbs 4, 7, wisdom is the principal thing. So if wisdom is the principal thing, go get wisdom for everything that you want to do. How dangerous is it? For us to just use common sense when the Bible says wisdom is the principal thing in all your getting, get wisdom and get understanding. Who wants to start?
5: Ladies first.
1: Ladies first. How dangerous is this? Because we've used, we when we some of us got married, all knew was we love, and then we're just using the information yes, we
4: need. Little,
1: little, the scriptures we knew was when we were applying. But now that we know that wisdom is a principal thing, how dangerous is it? For instance, Bible talks about um, uh, be quick to hear, be slow to speak, be slow to anger. Now that's that's engaging divine wisdom to approach when your partner says something. In the natural, common sense, you say, When your partner says something or your wife or husband says something that you don't like, you need to give him your opinion. That's common sense. So, the question is, how we approach a lot of things with common sense? How dangerous is it? Now that we know that wisdom is the principal thing, the question is, is it wise to approach issues with just common sense or to approach it with divine wisdom? That's what the question is. So, Pastor Johnson, you start us off. Um uh, in answer to the
6: question, it is very dangerous because common sense only it, it's common and it always usually falls short of all the relevant information. Um mm-hmm. common sense tends to be a reaction to the immediate stimulus. Um Common sense often comes out of as much as you know. And sometimes in marriage, you don't know enough.
3: Um,
6: um, There there are people who divorce based on what they thought they understood and saw. Um, And, you know, it all falls apart. Many people say sometimes a very common sense statement is the following. Um marriages are not worth working for because marriage doesn't work. That's common sense. If you see people divorcing all the time, you can turn around and say, marriage isn't worth working for because marriage doesn't work, not realizing if marriage is an institution, you have to make it work. Marriage doesn't work by itself. You don't just put a ring on a woman's finger and it works. So common sense is very dangerous. You have to understand how marriage, what marriage is. You have to also understand who people are. Uh, My last point, you must remember everybody's made in the image of God. So they are as complex as God is. And if we can't even really understand God, we rarely will understand each other without God's wisdom. So it's very important not to bring common sense. Uh, last, last point. <laughs> um, common sense often is grown from the environment you grow in. Now, if you've grown in an environment where there's lots of divorce, lots of single-parent families, lots of broken homes, that's the amount of common sense you have to operate in. And that that may seem to be the scale and the horizon, but in the end, common sense it is not good enough. So that's all I have to say. Amen. Amen.
1: Maxi, Aku, You're welcome, Mommy T. You are welcome. God bless you, Pastor Michael Jr. What's your take
3: on that?
5: Yes, sir. I mean just building up from what Pastor Johnson said, who just yeah. once again he started it nail on the head nicely. So. Um, you know, that, that, that point that you just finished off by saying common sense is birthed from um, your surroundings, your life history. Uh, so it's, it's not of, common sense is not of God. Mm. Yet God, we're, yeah, we're all created in the image of God, as Pastor Johnson stated. And it's God that can give you the wisdom to sustain any form of relationship. Mm. So if common sense is the most fleshy Type, practice, but I know there's another type of wisdom, we're not going to get into that one, praise the Lord. But when it comes to common sense, you know, like common sense is, is is the status quo. It's the normal thing that most people know. And therefore, if it's a normal thing that most people know, it's the furthest thing from God. Because um, God, God is unique, one of a kind, complex, as Pastor Johnson stated. So it if you're using common sense, you know, a lot of times you look at our relationships, a lot, of, a lot of arguments, a lot of disagreements, a lot of falling outs come because we're using common sense. We're using the um, our our history, our past as our yardstick to gauge what is happening or what has just happened, or what has just occurred. Yes, you know, ninety nine out of a hundred times, it's it's only going to end up one way. And I, and I, and, I, and I'm lowballing when I say ninety nine out of a hundred. Praise mm-hmm. the Lord. Um, but it's 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 imperative to really aim for divine wisdom divine wisdom where in every situation you just take that moment to just really okay this is this is how i feel this is what i think but what does god say about the situation what does the word of god say about this situation this situation it's important to take 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 time and just you know let it let it just sink in what's happened and think to yourself okay what would be the godly response to this? Because naturally, naturally, something happens. People just want to start, you want to start, you know, putting up dukes and, you know, if it's not physical dukes, it's verbal dukes. But um it's it's important. It is imperative to not abide by common sense because common sense will, will lead us astray. Right. So, Deborah, what's your take on that?
1: Common sense is just is, is general. Everybody knows this is what I mean. When you, <laughs> you give it to a child, a child knows that when it, 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 you give give it. Look at uh, <laughs> what's the name of our granddaughter, your daughter. Yes, sir. Then I was having some jollof the other day, and she had had my spoon and I had a spoon for her, and she just took the spoon and <laughs> put the food. She was just eating from my plate, and she knew at the age uh just uh, uh, age of what one mm. yes he knew to take the spoon, dish the rice and put it straight to a mouth, not to a nose or to the ear. Now that's normal, that's normal <laughs> common sense. Normal for everybody to know. But in order to get higher results, he's saying in all you're getting get wisdom. Now let me tie it to this and probably bring Deborah in. Let's tie to Proverbs 24, 3 to 4. Proverbs 24, 3 to 4 says, By wisdom a house is built. So by wisdom a house, a business, a marriage, a relationship. By wisdom a house is built. By understanding it is established. By knowledge the rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches. So it says, By wisdom. A house is built, whether it's a family, a home, marriage, business, (laughs) culture. I mean, by wisdom a house is built. By understanding it is established and by knowledge the rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches. So it tells us by wisdom you build something that you want to get involved in. By understanding it becomes established and by knowledge the rooms are filled with precious and pleasant riches. Who doesn't want their marriages to be built? Who doesn't want their marriages to be established? Who doesn't want their marriages to be filled with all precious and pleasant riches? And he's telling us his wisdom that you apply that enables us to see our businesses, our ministries, our careers, everything built. So if we want the best, if we want if we want something that is out of this world, he says we should engage. Engage divine wisdom. Anyone
5: wants to comment on that before Debra comes? Yes, sir. I mean, um, you know, one, one thing you've taught us, Bishop, is that wisdom is the, the correct application and understanding of knowledge. Yeah. So it's, it's, um, knowing, knowing what the right thing to do is or knowing, mm-hmm. knowing the truth or knowing having wisdom or having common sense is one thing. But knowing what to say and how to apply yourself in your marriage, in your relationship, in your job place, uh, in your church, in, in your life, knowing the, the what to do at the right time, what to say at the right time, that's ordained by God through you. Not just what you want to say mm-hmm. or how you feel or what you want to portray. Mm-hmm. Knowing what to do at the right time, that's, that can only come from God's type of wisdom. That's why it's so important. because. With divine wisdom, you're in, um, you're in line with God's plan for you. And therefore, blessings on blessings, favor on favor, um, good on good. You're, you're, you're in the right place at the right time, always, as, as you would say. So, when it comes to divine wisdom, it works hand in hand. You know, knowing, having the knowledge is part one. Yes. Having the correct understanding of knowledge is part two then applying the understanding of the knowledge at the right time is the ultimate. Mm. That is the ultimate. So um, it's, it's, it's vital, absolutely vital. Pastor Josephine. Um Just to kind of like build on that, I think the key
6: word from this scripture for me is that wisdom builds. Um, and when you're talking about marriage, marriage is to fall in love you don't need wisdom, you need romance. That's all you need. You just, oh, oh, she's so beautiful. <laughs> and tingly feelings. <laughs> That's all you need for falling in love. You just need romance, some flowers, cards, the right mood, the right music, from the chief musician, of course, and you're in love. But to build a marriage, you can't use that. You cannot use that to build a marriage. Marriages are built on principles and wisdom. Um, the scripture declares quite clearly that God built the worlds with wisdom. He didn't build the world worlds with feelings and intentions. He built it on wisdom. And if we want to build our marriages, that base are sustained. Yeah. You need wisdom. You need wisdom. says by wisdom a house is built, and by understanding it is established. So wisdom builds the house, but then it's understanding separately that it's established. You can start a marriage and not succeed in it because you don't understand each other. You don't understand how marriage works. Uh, Bishop often says that, you know, uh, the uh, feelings will not pay bills. Mm-hmm. Romance will not pay bills.
3: Mm-hmm.
6: Um, even breastfeeding and all the things that goes into marriage. Love doesn't do that. Love doesn't give birth to children. Understanding does. Yeah. To have a marriage that will stand. Because marriages will go through tests and storms. It, it yes, is I right. think it will happen. Yeah. Anyone out there wondering, why am I going through all these tests? It's because you're married. And no, mm-hmm. it's not the devil. It's simply because two different people who are consonant and dissonant to each other, there is going to be storms generating. But the only way you will stand in that storms as you come closer together is your understanding, not even your love. There are many people, I heard this years ago by women where they would say, I love this man, but I cannot live with him. I love him, but I cannot live with him. There's just, I cannot. And, and I, I underline the word cannot because you just, just can't work with this person because if it was just a romance, then the marriage would succeed. But you cooperation, you need commitment, you need trust, you need loyalty, you have to have no, you have to have a lack of familiarity in there so people don't become familiar. And all of those things are nothing to do with romance. And wisdom will show you what you need to do when you need to do it and how you need to do it. So yeah, this scripture is very important. Um, you build marriages. If there's anything I could say to people, you build marriages. You don't. It, it's not love. It's not romance. You need romance and love, but if you want your marriage to
1: work, you must build it. Mm. Yeah. 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 That's okay. it. That's it. Awesome. Awesome. That's great, ladies and gentlemen. I trust you are being blessed by what you are hearing. Um, wonderful kind, you are welcome God bless you for joining us God bless you now I believe that all of you have a copy of uh, Mama Adlete's new book uh, if you don't have a copy I want to recommend it to you Mama Adlete's new book on the Time to Embrace Time to Embrace Finding and Keeping a Life Partner No More Embarrassment Time to Embrace Finding and Keeping a Life Partner that's by Mrs. Adelaide for our mentor's wife. And um, I think we discussed this the last time. Chapter 1, it talks about you are a gift to someone. You are a gift to someone. You are a gift to someone. So in any relationship, uh, Kai says, yes, Bishop, we have it also. <laughs> so we're going to deal with chapter 1. We're going to discuss chapter 1 briefly and then we shall move to the blended families it says you are a gift to someone. Now the question is how impo- how um, let me just get the, the right question. Um, how important is it for us to be in any in, in our relationships? Okay, I think Deborah is, is with us. Okay, Deborah, did you want to say anything about what we talked about wisdom before we move on to the um, as being gifts to one another?
4: Um, Yes, sorry about that. Um, I couldn't hear, I heard the the question, but I couldn't hear the comments of the pastors. Sorry about that. Um, The only thing that what came to mind, um, as you said, um, as you asked the question, was that the book of Proverbs is just littered with um, instructing you to learn from things. So learn from the ants, learn from the caterpillar, learn from, you know, from these, from the animals, learn from insects, learn from people. It's also telling you, my son, mind, listen to instruction, learn from instruction. So um, getting it, it, that's an instruction for life. You cannot live and not learn. Um, if you stop learning, you, you are dead. You won't grow. Um, we're learning automatically, just existing. We are learning things. We're learning about people. Um, and when you put, when you actively learn things. That's how you, you're getting wisdom. The instruction is we have to have wisdom in order to do anything, not just um, not just our relationships, but in any, in anything. Um, wisdom brings understanding. Um, when you actively search for it, it will bring the understanding, and then you'll be able to do the, uh, with, with the understanding. You then do things automatically if that makes sense. Once you once you gain wisdom and you understand, then you don't have to keep learning the same thing. You've learnt it, so now you begin to do the thing automatically. Um, common sense is useful, but only in an emergency situation where you don't have enough information to apply wisdom. So, common, if you haven't got enough, you just have to use your common sense. That's the very, very basic thing, but we don't live in common sense. It's, it's just for emergency use I I, I think anyway. So um it's, wisdom is very, very important. Um and it without wisdom you can't grow. You have you know you need wisdom to grow um and live life effectively and live life well. Amen. One
1: of the things I'm teaching uh of Affair, that's Quasi of Fair is watching from from uh, I think it's Germany. That's Bishop Gideon, teacher of faith, my twin brother, senior brother. So, my honorable, teacher of faith, God bless you, sir. Thank you for joining us. This is fantastic and powerful. God bless you, man of God. Thank you for joining us. God bless you for joining us. Now, one of the things I'm teaching uh, this month, this month of wisdom and mentorship, has to do with one of the definitions of wisdom. One of the definitions of wisdom where it says, wisdom anticipates divine wisdom. Divine mm-hmm. wisdom anticipates problems, avoids problems, mm-hmm. and solves problems. So wisdom has the capacity to foresee problems. Carry forward, it has the capacity to anticipate problems before they show up. It has the capacity to avoid problems before they show up. And also has the capacity to solve problems. So it's a three dimensional soul that if you're engaging divine wisdom, God can show you things ahead of time before it happens. And then also it can help you avoid it. And also it can help you to solve it if it comes to that particular point where you have to solve that. Problem. So in a relationship, in a business, in a ministry, in our career, This divine wisdom we are talking about, which Paul uh, Solomon said, get wisdom. He says it has the capacity. So if we we become wiser through God's word, and we embrace this spirit of wisdom, this is what he has the capacity to do. Can you imagine how this can enhance our lives, enhance our careers, enhance our relationships, enhance our friendships, enhance our business where we can anticipate what is about to happen. We can avoid it if we... (laughs) If that's possible, and then we can also, what if, when it gets to the West, it has the ability to help us solve problems. Just like in Solomon when they brought those, that baby, and the woman says, you know, kill, kill that child, it's through divine wisdom that Solomon says, now, now I know who the baby is now. That's how powerful wisdom is. So we are encouraging everyone on this platform, let's go for wisdom. Let's go for wisdom. Now let's talk about time to a break. This is a book by Mama Adlit, Bishop and whose wife, Powerful Time to Embrace. And the first chapter talks about the need for us to see each other as gifts to one another. It says, did you know that your Maratha relationship sometimes moves in the direction of your self-perception? And then it says, are you aware that every man is a gift to a woman? and every woman is a gift to her man. So you are a gift in every circumstance, but you are not a gift to everybody. You are not a gift to everybody. You are a gift from God. So, the question is, how important is it for us in our relationships, whether single or married, how important is it for us to see each other as gifts to one another? Like Pastor Johnson, the need for him to see Deborah as a gift, that Deborah see him as a gift, and he Himama be as a gift, and she see me as a gift. Pastor Michael see Bianca as a gift, um, and Bianca see him um, as a gift. How important is it for us to see each other as gifts, not enemies, not to be used and discarded? How important is it? How vital is it for us to see each other as gifts to one another? Deborah, you, you we give you the, the first go.
4: Okay. Um, I think it's very important um, when it was. Well, we uh, two things came to mind. Um, We're gifts in every sense of the word. Um, I I give myself to my husband. I give myself. We can if you can think of that. This in the in the just the plain um, plain sense. i I give myself. I gave when I said I do. I gave myself to my husband as a gift. He gave himself to me as a gift, God gave him to me as a gift. God gave me to him as a gift when when we receive gifts um, we realize that okay we didn't get it we didn't get it for mm-hmm. us so when we acknowledge that God gave us this gift we don't acknowledge it like we own it if that makes sense when when someone gives you a gift you're more you will look after it more because you you realise that someone has entrusted this thing to me um, and you have to appreciate it more because um, someone took the time to make this person or make this this gift to prepare this gift for me so now in order to to honour it I have to appreciate it and respect it and take care of it and nurture it, we see things as a gift we realise that it's not of ourselves it was given to me, you know, you have to appreciate it, unfortunately With some people, um, when something has come freely, um, it is not appreciated. Um, If it came freely or um, quickly or without any real effort, it's very easy to not um, show the appropriate appreciation and take the appropriate care. Um, of the gift that is given but it's something that you have to actively do you have to actively remember no this is a gift to me this is a person who's been entrusted to my to me entrusted to my care I have to speak God's word, seek God's um, face if I'm any difficult so that I respond correctly so that I do not damage the gift so that I make this gift last I mean how many times have we received the gift That we really, you know, it's the thing that we wanted. And we just took the, took pains to look after this thing, made sure it didn't break. We, you know, whatever it is, you know, we looked after it. We would clean it, put it up high. The kids can't touch it. Um, you know, no, 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 you, you, that kind of care that we take when we, when we really love something, um, it's important to do that, um, with each other because as much as, um, I think people forget how fragile people are, um, and they're more fragile than inanimate objects. Um, you, you can't see what you're within with an, with inanimate objects, If you, if you drop it, you can see, the, you know, the pain, the broke, you know, it's broken. Um, sometimes we drop things and it doesn't break. Um, and we just think, oh, it's fine. We put it back. But with a person, our words, um, our actions at times, we're bruising um the 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 damage doesn't show on the outside it shows on the inside um so it's very important that we we take care of the gifts that we've been given um if sometimes people there's an attitude that you know it's mine so I can do with it what I want mm. and it's like yeah you can't it's not right to have that kind of attitude especially with people but, um you have to remember whether you Believe in God or not, you didn't create that person. Right. And that person is unique and a gift in their own right. They didn't have to be with you. They chose to. Mm. Their, sorry, their choice is a gift to you. Mm. Um, right. Your choice to to, get, to, to to be with them is your gift to them, but it's also your gift to yourself. Because whatever you saw in that person to invite them or have them in your life is Going to be a blessing to you, which is why you let it in. So you even gifted it to yourself. So then, why would you mistreat um, the gift that you gave to yourself? I mean, that's just the basic. But then take it further. Why would you mistreat the gift that God is giving you? I think too much, too many times we, we that we take people for granted. We don't um, remember that. No, they didn't have to be here. They didn't have to choose you. Um, Anything could have happened. God, you know, God could have. I wouldn't say God because God doesn't doesn't show people like that. But you know, you could have. You know, they don't have to be here. But God forbid, you know, any one of us can be taken at any time. There's no guarantee. So, sure. Sure. you take that time. Don't waste time mistreating. Um, that's what the one thing that we re- that people regret. Even you see in the TV, the movies, and you hear about it. The one thing people always regret is how they treated people when they're on their deathbed when they lose them. Whenever they lose, whenever we lose people, the first thing we think, oh, I wish I treated them better. Um, mm. I wish I spent more time with them. I wish I had done all of this. Let's not, let's not, um, end up wishing we had done better. Let's just do better in this. And this is the wisdom that the proverb talks about. Learn. Um, you learn from experience. You learn from instruction. You don't have to, let's go through the thing. Bishop, you always, you, I love this saying that you said, one of the first things I heard to say when I came to house to Judah that is better to build a fence at the top of the hill than a hospital at the bottom. You don't always have to experience things in order to learn and gain wisdom. Sometimes just listen, just humble yourself enough to listen to instruction and okay. follow the instruction. It's not just a listening. Hearken. You have to listen and follow the instruction and then that, that, you know, that, that's wisdom right there. Um, wisdom to remember that our, our partners are gifts. Um, mm. so we don't, we don't mistreat them and we appreciate them and honor them as we should, as we're supposed to. You know? yeah.
3: Yeah,
4: awesome.
1: awesome. Awesome. Um, Mama B says, uh, uh, you will cherish and not abuse. The person, if you see them as a gift, Amen. and then the attitude of some is, I can do whatever I want with that gift of person, is a lie okay. from the feet of hell, Amen. and then not appreciating the gift means you lose out on the benefit of that gift.
3: That's so right.
1: it's like are gifts to one another, so if we don't, we don't appreciate the gift that has been given to us, we lose out on the benefits of that particular gift, just like any yeah. other precious gift that we are giving. Sorry, to, uh, yeah, just
4: just just to add to the, just, just to add to that, yeah, it's it's a protective. We are we are all human, and mm-hmm. we're going to protect ourselves. After a while, we're going to be open, but then after a while, self-preservation mode is going to kick in. And then we're going to start withholding ourselves. The Bible says that we're supposed to be, you know, Adam and Eve were naked and they were not ashamed. Not just physically naked, but they were emotionally naked, um, everything naked um, before each other. He could see into her, she could see into him. But what happens if you start, if you're that open, fully open with somebody, and then they begin to abuse you and mistreat you, you begin to close yourself off. And the goodness and the blessing that would come forth, you, you lose out because... No, we're not. We're not. We're not releasing it. Mm. Amen. Yeah.
1: Okay. Anyone wants to add anything to that?
6: Um. There's something that um in the book um it says uh when you're m- getting married um there is your marriage uh goes the way of your self perception. It's a very quite an important point. Mm. Jesus himself puts it like this. Love your neighbor as yourself. Come on now. The reflection of your love really to the gift of this other person is really reflecting how you see yourself. Um, I would say sometimes to a lot of people, if you're single and you've had some very bad relationships, do not be willing and quick to jump in to another one because um, an abused person after a while believes that abuse is acceptable and then mm. when they go into the marriage they will abuse people accordingly. Mm-hmm. Give yourself time to hear yeah. because the marriage always takes the shape and form of your self-perception mm. it always does <laughs> um, <laughs> I wish it didn't <laughs> It's the way it does God has placed it in the way. Husbands treat their wives how they treat themselves. If mm-hmm. a man is hard with himself, he will treat his wife hard. Mm-hmm. And it's not. And you know, sometimes this woman doesn't understand how much I love her. Well, you don't really love yourself like that. Mm-hmm. How, how you really see yourself, how you believe in yourself, how you respect yourself, is naturally just the way how you respect your partner. So that opening quote about the self-perception, that's one thing I would say to a lot of people before you get married, before develop yourself, develop yourself. If there's something over the years as as a married man, I would say always develop yourself. We're going to talk about the blended family. You need to be very developed. You need Mm -hmm. to be assured in yourself. There's many things you will get wrong, but because you're stable in yourself, you can handle it. Um And that's a key thing I would say to anyone, a wisdom, a real wisdom. The marriage always takes the shape and form of your self-perception. You project what you are onto the person. So if you mistreat people, it's because you
1: don't really love yourself.
3: Mm. Bishop, whoever. Wow. Okay, <laughs> powerful then. so let's
1: look at the blended families, blended families, so let's ask, the if Pastor Michael wants to say anything, or his twins have said everything that
3: But that's a very
1: powerful, very powerful, very insightful uh, from both of you, that's very, very, very good. Excellent I'm, I trust we are we are getting something out of the ultra Duke God bless you for joining us on Instagram now let's round off with the blended families blended families so let's let's start by the question what are blended what are blended families what are blended families Deborah.
4: Is it me? Sorry. What is a blended
1: family?
4: Um, to my understanding, a blended family is simply two different families coming together, um, to form a new family unit. Um, it could be via marriage, via adoption, um, but you're usually um two two different two people who have already have children have come together, and they have children. And now that they're, they're forming a new blended family, mm. um, there's a new partner involved. There may be additional. The be- very at the very basic is, is a new, having a new partner where where a couple have separated or divorced, and then there's another partner that comes into the mix. And the blended family is where okay, we all have to come together to make sure the children are raised correctly. Um, it also, I mean, there might be other children. Both both sides may have children, and both families come together um to try and build a family, a new family unit together.
1: Yep. Right. So Pastor Johnson, what are the some of the challenges of uh blended families and what are the
4: solutions
1: to some of those challenges? <laughs> All
6: right. right. Very <laughs> <laughs> All right. The first thing I would say, um, much of the challenges and problems of the blended family is outside of the blended family.
3: Mm-hmm.
6: Um, you must remember, uh, when two singles come together, they come together with all their family history and everything. It's just the two of you, and you kind of separate yourself from everybody else, and you try and build yourself as a couple and as a, a, a married uh, people. Um with the blended family, you've got um, you've got children. It's the children that's the issue because of the 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 the, the family members of the children have a stake in the children, um, and so what happens is that sometimes the the families pull. On the children, a classic example, um, my children want to go uh, to visit, uh, no, uh, that my family, the, the children of my family, uh, the family of my children, sorry, they want to take the kids out somewhere. But, to ever myself, we want to go somewhere else. And the, the children's family from the other person who brought them it can all become messy because now they're like, well well, we want them. Mm. So you have competing interests. I know it sounds like a, a, a a financial story, but it literally becomes uh competing interests.
3: Right.
6: Um and as well, very seriously, and this is not um a knockdown on how people become a blended family. There's often a lot of back history that some of it may not be pretty. Very truthfully, most married couples, regardless if you're a blended family or not, you will step into somebody else's battle. It's just what it is. Um, for instance, Sister Deborah and myself, um, my side of the blended family, they were all Christian. And Sister Deborah's side of the blended family, they were all secular. So you can imagine how wonderful that was. But even then, we had issues with the Christian side, and we had issues with the secular side. And one thing I learned very rapidly, being Christian or secular doesn't mean nothing. <laughs> it's <a> competing <laughs> interest.
3: <laughs> it's,
6: because remember, we, we are human beings before we're Christian, really. Like, yeah. it's not true. We shouldn't be. We should be Christian, because Christianity is a state of being. But the truth is, we're really, really family-based, whatever. And regardless of how holy whatever or how ungodly, people in blended families always had competing interests. And the most important thing that you have to do is to be able to manage all of that, the external competing interests. Um, with myself and Sister Deborah, that was... For both of us has been one of the greatest challenges. We both had to stand back to back, toe to toe, and say we have to, we have to, <laughs> we have to really stand together mm. on it. And that's why I said the, the, the thing I said before about um, self perception. Because sometimes you will misunderstand where the other families are coming from. And mm. you may want to just charge in and last people and you don't know who I am a man of God and you realize that when you're dealing with a secular family you can't talk like that to them Mm. and another thing and one last thing I will say before passing to to sister Deborah (laughs) um, is that you have to as well respect the journey that your partner with their children have gone through Mm -hmm. And I explained that because that's something I had to learn is like her journey wasn't my journey,
3: Mm.
6: but I says, all right, this is what she's passed through. And all right, there's some things I know I stepped in and says, right, we can't do it like that because it will always cause this. But there's a lot of things that maybe I didn't agree with, but I says, well, before Michael Johnson, there was Deborah, Shine and Ryan and they were together for three or four years. And there was a whole back history that was there. I have to respect that. Now, the reason why a lot of people don't like blended families is because they don't want to respect that there's a whole back history. Hmm. And because they want respect that, they say, I can't deal with it. But the truth is, the same thing that you have with without a blended family, respecting where people are coming from. Is even more truer in a blended family. You've got to respect certain things and not feel insecure when children start talking to you and calling you by your first name. It's like, oh, who I am? You don't don't start downloading the wrath of God on them. (laughs) You you know yourself, and you can even say, well, I may not be your dad or I may not be your mum, but I am the adult in charge. And When I say to you do this, you will do it, kind of thing. Things like boundaries and all that stuff—that all comes into it. But you have to respect where your wife or where your husband has come from and their children, and not dismiss them because, well, whatever you perceive is good and right. Sister Johnson. Oh,
4: well, Pastor Michael, you we want to say no. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> um no, you, you said um i was thinking what pastor michael just said um pastor Thompson just said um yeah we, we, there, we there was a lot of mistakes um because in our on our, in our path to getting wisdom we were using a lot of common sense Mm-hmm. And as we know, common sense is not necessarily common to all. So your, my common sense and your common sense and their common sense is different. It's all different sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was mm-hmm. causing a wonderful bonfire of configuration. <laughs> of, uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's nonsense. Uh, what it was, uh, yes. Um, and I think going into it first, we just we just ha- we, we have um. Is it the term delusions of grandeur that, you know, yes, we're just going to go in and we're going to do this and it's going to be like this and we're going to do this. and it's going to be great. Cause God is on our side and all of this. And then we got yes, we're going to. This is our new family. You know things didn't work out on this side, and this is what's happened on that side, and then we're just gonna go, and we're gonna tell, so we're just gonna set everything, and the children are gonna fall in line, and yeah, we're gonna we're gonna say th- we're gonna lay it down. This is what we're gonna do. This is our family. This is who we are, and everyone's gonna fall in line. It's gonna be great. We're just gonna grow up together. It's gonna be a beautiful family. Oh Lord so we learned fairly quickly that it don't got so Um, (laughs) that's not not it Um, we forgot that there are other people involved you can't live in a bubble where this idea that okay it's just us and our family we're just going to live in this lovely bubble and Mm -hmm. nobody else is going to come in and we're going to just do things the way we want to and it doesn't work like that absolutely doesn't work like that you have to Remember that the external family, the extended family, so the family of the children of of each side of the children, there Mm -hmm. are people that also have stake also. Even the fact that, you know, they, they, they were there when they were born, up to whatever age, you know, so they were, um, very, a lot, we found that obviously they were very, very involved with the children up to a certain age. So to cut them out like that, we didn't think that we were cutting them out. We thought, no, we were doing the right thing. This is the best thing for our family. They will understand. No. It, <laughs> it, it didn't work like that. Then we also forgot about the children. We, in our in our in our, ze- in our zeal to build this wonderful family and this is how it's going to be, we forgot that the children, their connection, they wanted that connection, they desired that connection, um, and we forgot about what that would mean, that the lack of what the lack of connection would mean on both sides. We also forgot what the what the connection would mean, and I explained that. So the lack of connection. There were issues, but the actual connection when they would go away and come back, they would come back like totally different to when they left. And we always wonder what happened between Friday and 20th. Sunday when you came What What could have occurred? And that was all. That was, you know, all of them. And it was like, okay. And the different households, even as, like, this my Michael said, godly household, or on, or, or you know, secular or Christian household, it was the same, both sides. Oh, and we were dealing with that. And then, obviously, it's a complete. Everybody's different. Every household is different. Everybody's got different dreams, visions, visions for their family and everything. And everybody's building their family in the best way they know how. And at times, it will conflict with yours. You have mm-hmm. to navigate that so that mm-hmm. and it's, it's, it's this ongoing, never-ending balancing act to make sure that at the end of the day, the children are the most important and to make sure that they are balanced, whole, they get the right, you know, they get as much um, visitation, much as much interaction as possible. But as well, when we see things out of order, we have to correct it. Um, he... Because have said something about knowing realising that there's a history. A lot of time we just bold just you know, people just bowling gung ho. Um you see you hear stories that I've heard stories and I've seen um you know, <laughs> we've seen some of some of these um shows and everything where people they don't know what went on. The new girlfriend or the new wife don't doesn't know or understand the history. All mm-hmm. she knows is that this is my husband now and it's my house now and da 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 and it's like no, you can't you can't have that attitude. I understand wanting to kind of protect, and but that is a protect and put your mark down and mark your territory. But it's actually, it can be a sign of insecurity. And you can't afford to be insecure because when your kids go, go away for the weekend and come back and tell you, why can't we have this? I went to, to dad's house and he had this. Why can't we have it? I went to dad's house and I went to mum's house and she has this and mm-hmm. she let me do this. Why can't we have it? And you're constantly having to deal with you can't afford to be insecure because the first thing you're going to think is, well, I mean, make it worse if they're richer than you or even if they're not as well off than you. What are you going to do? You have to have some stern stuff about you to not yeah, be intimidated yeah. by that and still right. be able to function as a parent with authority yeah. operating in wisdom. You still have to have wisdom in how you want to answer them, to but you can't do that because wisdom has to reign. <laughs> yeah. You have to exercise wisdom because in that moment they just react, they're just, they're just saying. And the younger they are, they don't understand. They don't know anything. Even the children don't know the history. They don't mm-hmm. know.
3: Yes. All yeah. they
4: see is your interaction and how yeah. you deal with each other. You know, you, they know what you tell them or what mm-hmm. they're exposed to. And at some point, everybody has to sit down and put the children first and say, okay, there's some things we're never going to agree on. But there's some things we must agree on. There's there's think there there must be um, clear boundaries, clear rules that must be adhered to. Not we won't be happy. It's, it's a good agreement when nobody's happy. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, only the children then it's a good agreement um, yeah. where you know the children. Uh, are paramount we just make we just we we just have to spare them as much as possible and the thing is 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 the is the the tumultuousness of the relationships between the adults that will affect the children the most which is why um as we spoke about before self what was the word self perception
6: -perception, self-perception
4: yes knowing who you are Understanding who you are in the situation, understanding your role and who you are within that new unit, not overstepping the bounds, respecting the the the, the roles of the other parents, the extended family, um, because essentially the father of, of of the child or the mother of the other of the other child that is you know has been separated, they still have a level of authority. They can come in and say, "I don't want this. I want this." And you go, well, they don't live with you, so, they, no, you can't do that. <laughs> you understand? Or else it will cause fire and, and we don't, don't remember, work. because it's not about me, it's about the children. And it's just remembering that. It's, 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 it's not going to be easy. But as long as everybody's willing to work together and come together to, and put the children first, the welfare of the children first, then over time and with a lot of hard work, it can, it can work and be successful.
1: So Pastor Michael, with everything that we're discussing um I think it will be all of us all in i i know answer problem all of us are agreement that divine wisdom we need divine wisdom to navigate oh, yeah. all
5: these unclear waters yes. pastor Michael Julia
3: yes, yeah, no,
5: absolutely, I mean, you know, I've had the privilege of um knowing the honorable couple that we have joining us um today for for approach i've sort of 16 years and yeah. i've not just known them I've, I've built friendships and relationships with with both of them individually and collectively and i have seen part of the journey that they have been on and to say that they have done an absolutely amazing job mm-hmm. by the grace of god would probably be an understatement probably be an understatement because it's been it's been challenging but one thing that um one thing that sister Deborah said, um, and I've, I've seen both of them. I've seen both of them grow. I've seen both of them change. I've seen both of them make mistakes and consciously sit down. What did we do? What can we do better? How can we fix this? How can we move forward as a new family, as a blended family? And I've seen, I've seen them do this. And the essence of Self perception. Now, um, Pastor is a very confident person, as as, as as far as I can see, as far as I can tell. <laughs> you know, so Deborah is, is, is that person as well. She she she, she, she she's coming, isn't it? She, she you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Behind closed doors, Deborah will speak in a phrase. A phrase, a phrase I
3: don't but, know you. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
5: but, but
3: when it comes to
5: when it comes to the importance of um, self perceptions and how you see yourself. If, if, if we don't work to see ourselves as gifts, it it, it comes, it comes back to that thing where I look at, you know, these two people, I look at Bishop, I look at my wife, I look at my mother, I look at certain people, and it's a thing where I even look at myself, it's like, we, we must see ourselves as gifts, and as gifts from God. Not even, not even first and foremost gifts to someone, but first and foremost just as a gift. See the importance of who you are. See the importance of, as Foster Johnson has yeah. ever said, see the importance of your history and how it has shaped you. And if you don't like how it has shaped you, use it to shape you better. You, no one can run yes. from their past. No one can run from their history. You can only take it and either let it shape you negatively or let it form you beautifully. So it's never too late.
4: When you know better, do better.
5: It, it, that's it. If you know better, yeah. do better. And that's what this platform is here for. It's not, to, it's not here to condemn. It's not here to judge. It's not here to knock. Is here to teach us to know better so that we can do better. So when it comes to our self-perception, it's important to get that right. Because if we we can't get that, any relationship that we have, whether it's marriage, new, old, children, um, in-laws, colleagues, friends, whoever it may be, if we can't get our self-perception of ourselves right and build that first, it will ultimately, as Pastor Johnson said, it will trickle into every relationship that we have. And God forbid it trickles into your marriage because marriage is hard enough. It's hard enough without um, you yourself. You don't know who you are. And now because you don't know who you are, you also treat the person like they don't know who they are because you don't know who you are. it's, it's, It's a vicious cycle. So, um, Self perception, self perception. Know mm-hmm. know who you are in Christ. Know you are God. Mm-hmm. This is why you know knowing God and um is so important because ultimately men can say you are this and men can say you are that. As for me, it doesn't matter what anyone says I am. I know that mm-hmm. God has made me to be special. He's made me to be to be more than a conqueror. So I win. Mm-hmm. Any situation I go into, as tough as it is, I know that God is on my side. So I'm going for the win.
4: So, um, praise God. Uh, Pastor Michael, the um, Pastor, Mike, Pastor Johnson finished this scripture for me. I can't remember this second, but there's no, there's therefore no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus who walketh after,
3: after the flesh, but after the spirit
4: walketh not after the flesh. Yeah, <laughs> um, I think it's just I just wanted to add that there do not, there is no condemnation. Um, mm-hmm. I want to just trade aside, there's no con- condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus who are walking after wisdom, once you've you've gone through the experience, you've learned from it. Now, if you're walking after after wisdom, you've learned from it, you've made a mistake, now walk in the wisdom of it and do not allow that thing to stop you or to paralyze you or just to discourage you. It happened, it's gone. Now move forward. Now you know better, do better and walk, do not walk in condemnation, but walk confidently knowing that that, you know, in that thing you've 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 conquered it, you've got victory over it. As Pastor Mark says, you win, you know, because you've learned from it and now those mistakes, you won't make those mistakes again in that situation because now you've got wisdom and you'll be walking and applying it from and, and that's it, you have the wisdom and you have now have the understanding. So now it can't happen again because you've you know, that that thing will not hold you back anymore. All
6: right. Just just my last words on this is that um The practical, how did Sister Deborah and myself do it? We made a commitment to stand in our church. We built our life round House of Judah. We built our lives round service in the House of God and to our bishop and our pastor. Because I just knew that you've got to have a massive tent peg to push. When I saw what this family was, I said, boy, you need a strong pastor <laughs> in your <laughs> life. The Bible, the bishop always says to set in order the things that are out of order. And I said, Lord, this, for a while, we wasn't even at a church I said, God, I need a pastor.
2: A
3: heart, heart. heart. <laughs> A heart, heart.
6: heart. <laughs> Very hard. <laughs> the horses that my wife and myself were faced against were very hard so so you need it, and I would say to anyone who's who wants to go into a blended family, you need to be stable, you need to build your life, your marriage, your family round a good pastor, and really back that church. you need all of what God has for you, you need a massive altar in your life. Um, you need a great man and woman of God, a, a father, mother of the church in your life, because the forces that are in blended families today—maybe twenty, thirty years ago it was a lot easier—but today there's just war, <laughs> war on every side. When sometimes the doorbell rings and the war started, and you just—you've <laughs> come to pick up the children. Stop warring with me, um, and you need a pastor good teaching, good grounding, good principles, good leadership. And you need all of that. You need an altar that you can put your money in. And that altar will speak to you. Because there was sometimes my wife and myself, we just looked to heaven and said, God, you have to intervene. Because if we intervene, one of us is going to end up going to prison, or both of us. You really need, uh, I cannot, cannot, this is not, you know, just like hero worship of my bishop. I know what I was praying for. I said, God, we need a Bible-based church with a powerful man of God. Because I can see, for wisdom again, I could foresee some of the real serious challenges. And most of them came to pass. But we won because we built our life. Not around love. Not around romance or sexual attraction. Amen. None of that. We built it to build a family, to build a marriage, like a blended marriage, a blended family. We built it around God. There's only one foundation. Christ is that those things don't fail. Those things never fail. And as it's true in an ordinary marriage, it particularly is true where there's a blended family because, Amen. I mean, I've been around a while, but there were some challenges.
4: That caused me to start playing differently. <laughs> no, two, no two families are the same. No two families are the same. And there's the different backgrounds are different. But I, regardless of how um, it could be, you know, you may not have, the, there's, the challenges that we had, there's another blended family that doesn't have those kind of challenges. Regardless of the background, the main advice is to build that on God build that on the sure foundation of Christ exactly, ma'am. Yes. um Because there is no other found there's no other foundation to that's be fair. laid that has been laid than that, that which has already been laid, mm-hmm. and that's the only sure foundation that no matter what you put on it, it will last.
3: Yeah, and tying yeah. Trying
1: everything that we said as we begin around, let's tie it to considering the whole of this month we're talking about wisdom and then we're talking about uh, m- uh, mentorship mentorship now given your example that you just gave about uh uh mentorship how important is mentorship mentorship in dealing with all these kinds of issues having a, 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 a credible authentic mentor to be there for you to mentor you to pastor you to teach you to guide you to lead you how important is mentorship um in all the discussion we're talking about Just Johnson.
3: <laughs> oh, we we'll let Pastor Michael go first. We'll be
5: talking a lot. <laughs> <Hey>, Pastor. <laughs> first, first. um it's it's important. I mean, i i my I look at my parents um, as my 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 number one example of you know we're looking at relationships, looking at marriage. Look at my parents as my my number one example of a marriage, and my, my parents aren't perfect. Their marriage is not perfect. But if they ever put anything or anyone over God and his word, I never saw it, never heard it, never felt it, and because of that reason and because of that reason alone, this is that that is why I am as confident as I am. This is why I will just stand on the word of God. Come rain, come shine. Poor, rich, better, worse. God, all day, every day. That's, that's 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 what it comes Perfect. out. Every day, every day, um, <laughs> every day. Every day for those who aren't of the um.
3: for t- <laughs> <laughs> <Well>, you just <laughs> man, planning <laughs> <laughs> all
5: right. That's and that's, that's what I stand on. That's what I stand on um, in my marriage when I, when I'm um, with my wife, with my children, with my life as a as a whole. And for that I say mentorship is, is vital because you have to be you know, when Bishop said the word mentorship, the first word that came to my mind was humility. If you if you if you can't humble yourself to have someone who who is older, doesn't have to be older, but someone who is
1: wiser for, for sure
5: wiser mm-hmm than you are if you cannot humble yourself to have someone who is wiser than you speak into your life regardless of whether they are older or younger Mm. you're you're finished you are finished because you will make unnecessary mistakes go through unnecessary things which you could have avoided because you chose to go it alone as opposed to um seek wisdom so mentorship is is vital There, there are certain things that i have not had to go through Because I've had the right people in my life. I've spoken to Bishop, Pastor Johnson. Sister are people who are, who are wiser than I am. And Mm. I've I've heard what they've said. But not only have I received the knowledge, I've gone after understanding and then I've applied it through wisdom. It's, it's, there's no point hearing what you should or shouldn't do and then still going and doing the wrong thing. This is why wisdom is important and this is why mentorship is important. So Amen. thank you, Bishop.
1: Awesome. Johnson, have anything to say after cool thoughts on, on mentorship?
6: Um, as Bishop says, um, if you don't have a mentor, you will have a tormentor.
3: <laughs> 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 the- <The> real man. <laughs> Uh, get, the tormenting thing will you <laughs> no,
4: no, in the multi in the in the is it bishop always uh, in, the, in the multitude of counselors of council, yeah. mm-hmm. and yeah. bishop is always um encouraging um people he so even if it's not me he says find somebody sit on yeah. humble yourself sit under them learn um only the humble can really, will succeed as men, succeed, will will succeed, you can't mentor someone who is not humble, because you have to be humble enough to, to want to listen, we live in a society where you can't tell anybody anything, Mm. you can't, you can't tell anybody anything, so you have, only a person who has a a penitent heart, who's humble, um, To receive who knows that they need help. You can't help somebody who doesn't even know that they that they need help. Um, It's important that you find people. Bishop always says find sound people, sound men, sound women who are more mature, more knowledgeable than you are. And sit under them and learn and avoid. Bishop oil says the mentors. When you have a good mentor, you avoid a lot of pitfalls. You mm-hmm. you excel far ahead because you did that. All the all the things that they went through, that yes. that you're just receiving it through a conversation. And if yes. you would listen, hearken to their voice, yes. you will surpass and excel your peers. Mm-hmm. Humility is the key. Amen. And. A lot of us, we have to be humble enough to submit ourselves under leadership, and we won't like it. Bishop always always preach and telling us about um, some of the things that his mentors has said to him when he goes and he sits on them, and they tell them some hard truths. But those hard truths are there. We don't we don't um, you know pet our children when they are wrong, or we don't we, you know we tell them. The truth we tell them straight because, and we encourage discipline and correction. It is necessary for their growth. It's necessary for their success. We can't if we're not humble enough to sit and allow people to correct us and counsel us. If we're not, if we don't have someone that we can go to when we're going through this, is life. Life, life is something, and it's got some a lot of unknown pitfalls, unknown um, snares, Mm. unknown traps. How wonderful to have someone who. Has already been through it. Who can tell you that's coming if you continue this way? That's going to be that's going to be waiting for you around the corner. You can avoid pitfalls
3: mm-hmm.
4: in ministry, in life, in in everything with a good mentor. You need a spiritual mentor, um, and you need to, you need to have more than one because not everybody will have all, one. Per, one person won't have all the information, but mm-hmm. it's important that you then use wisdom in your selection of your mentor.
3: Yeah. And I thank
4: God for. My mentors, my bishop, my pastor, mama B, God bless you. Um, and you know, people that I can go to and I know, regardless of whatever the answer, sometimes the answer stings, but it's fine. I, yeah. I know I need it. So I take it. I go away and, you know, and, and I, I hearken, I listen. It's important. I was, uh, Cause I know I want to succeed in life and I know this is the way. This is the key. It's a mystery. It's a key. Amen.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Okay, you guys have any final, final statements before we round up uh, <laughs> this evening? Ladies and gentlemen, watching this whole month, we are dedicating it to teaching on mentorship and, um, and wisdom. Wisdom and men- mentors give you wisdom. Like you heard earlier, you're either being mentored or being tormented. Mentors share their wisdom with you. It was Isaac Newton who said, um, "If I've seen further, is Isaac Newton, or, I think it's Isaac Newton who said, 'If I've seen further, it has been by standing on the shoulders of those who have gone ahead of me.'" <coughs> so leaders are leaders are ladders that you climb to get to the top. One of the advantages of mentors is they download their wisdom, they download their experience to you, so you don't have to go through what they went through to learn certain lessons. You do you don't stand you don't you don't learn to avoid accidents by having an accident. That's
3: right.
1: You don't learn to avoid accidents by having an accident. So this these people have shared from their hearts things that they've been through, the wisdom that they have applied and I'd like to encourage every one of us to apply the things that we have heard and add it to what we already heard. Nana focuses this is really a university. See, this is about life. We keep it real. Like Mama Beat is keeping it real. We keep it real. These are, when you, when you, when you rub shoulders with people who've been through what you're going through, or what you're going to go through, they can share the experiences with you to keep us from becoming casualties, but rather become beneficiaries. So, Pastor Johnson, Pastor Michael, remember your last, your last statements as we close. Let's start with Pastor Michael.
3: Junior Praise God <laughs> What else can one say? Yeah. Watch watch, watch this stream again. Yeah. yeah.
5: Watch, watch watch everything again. And mm. don't just hear. Humble yourself and do. Mm. Pastor Johnson.
1: Um get the books of bishop. Mentor
6: yourself. He's got the marriage pack. Get those books. Live in the books. The single's two hundred questions. Yes. Two hundred questions. And ask the question twice to so make sure you get the right get get the books. Get the books. There's a lot of things you don't have to pass through if you your deliverance is in a book somewhere. Mm. So get the books. uh, On the screen, you will see where to buy. Go to houseofjuda.org. Go there, get your books. Yes. The Power of Mentorship. That's the book of the month. Go get it. All the books, books on money, books on economics, books on everything. House of Judah has it. Go
1: get them. That's wisdom. That's wisdom.
3: Absolutely.
1: Deborah Johnson.
4: Oh, Amen. I just want to say, everyone, um, it's okay. It's okay. Um The mistakes, a lot of what we learned, we learned by making a lot of mistakes. Yeah. Um, we didn't get it right. And in that moment when you, when you make the mistake and you, you don't, it's, it's, it's not going very well. You just feel, sometimes you feel like a failure. You feel like you failed. You feel like you've messed it up. And then when you're in the midst of the situation, it feels like an eternity. It feels like it, it will go on forever but it won't be forever. It may be hard, it may be long, but it won't be forever.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: And if you keep going and if you keep learning and keep applying wisdom, every time you learn something, don't go back. Mm-hmm. Keep going forward. Keep learning. Keep trying. Keep doing. You will come out of it and then you'll look back and say, oh, wow, it wasn't that bad. It doesn't, it doesn't your mistakes don't define you. Your, de- your mistakes don't make who you are. It's what you do afterwards. That would define who you are. Once you've made a mistake, you ha- you need to learn from it and move on. But it's okay. Do not don't feel you know feel like you're 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 not a failure. You're not wasted. Mm-hmm. Nothing like that. You're still fearfully and wonderfully made. You're still loved by God. You're still called by Him. Right. Just apply the wisdom. Seek the ment sit under the mentorship, and you will succeed. You will fly because He's promised that. Amen.
3: Amen. Amen. Awesome. Amen.
1: I'm going to ask Pastor Johnson to pray for everyone on the platform uh, today. But before we do that, I'd like to encourage every one of us on this platform. If you are not born again, you want to give your life to Jesus Christ. I want you to say this short word of prayer with me. And the details of our church services is calling at the bottom of the screen. The whole of this month will be teaching on mentorship and wisdom, and we'd like you to join us in our services, either the online service. All the actual service or the details will be scrolling at the bottom of the screen. Either you want to give your life to Christ or rededicate your life to Christ. We'll be praying for every one of you in a few minutes. But you want to give your life to Christ and also join our actual or virtual service. The details are right there every Sunday, 1130 a.m. Text 07555626925 to book your seat to join our actual service. Or you can watch us online on Facebook. At House of Judah City Church. So if you want to give your life to Christ. Or you want to rededicate your life to Christ. Pray this prayer with me. Say Jesus. Thank you for dying on the cross. Mm -hmm. I believe you died on the cross. And were raised from the dead. I confess with my mouth. And believe with my heart. And accept you as my Lord. And my personal Savior. I rededicate my life. We dedicate my career, we dedicate my relationships to you. Grant me the spirit of wisdom, divine wisdom, to be able to excel in everything that I do. Thank you for answered prayer
3: in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen.
1: Like Minister Deborah said, it may be hard, but if you keep learning, trying not to give up, you will make it. And one of the things we specialize in in our church, like all other healthy churches is teaching, 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 mentorship, 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 downloading wisdom, downloading wisdom. So join our active spiritual service or online service every Sunday, 11.30. Take the details, calling, it, better still. Make sure you watch this session over and over and over. I'm telling you, as you listen to this, this distinguished gentleman and lady have released some powerful, um, uh, nuggets before I came on the screen. What I kept hearing was, once you hear new things, you approach things and do things different. I've been listening to messages on wisdom on different subjects, so I become wholesome, wholesome in every area of my life. So I'm telling you, thank God for knowledge, thank God for wisdom, thank God for understanding our lives will never remain the same again. Tanya, Miguel, God bless you, good to see you with us this evening. Pastor Johnson, could you pray for everyone? On this platform for them, God, to bless them and heal them and strengthen them. Amen. Thank you, Bishop. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray
6: first for everybody's self-perception. We pray for healing in that area, Lord. Let the blood of Jesus that brings the greatest healing bring healing in that self-perception, Lord. Yes. Let them be covered with the love of God. That great love, Lord God, the only love, I pray that the love of God will even now, the rays of the love of God will heal
3: everybody
6: on this platform in the Mm. name of Jesus. Every married person, every single person, every person who's been abused, oh God, I pray that there will be a healing even now on this platform, Lord God. That even indeed, Lord God, they will perceive themselves as you see them. Paul says, uh, then I shall know as I am known, O God. Lord God, let them know themselves the way that you know 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 them, O God. Heal them right now, Lord God. Lord God, that as they go into the relationships, Lord, they can work together. And the final thing I pray for. I pray that Lord wisdom, an uncommon Lord God, amount of wisdom will even come on them. Let yes. the
3: spirit
6: of wisdom come on your children right yes, now, yes, God. Yes. It's something unusual, oh Nothing God, unusual. that even today, oh God, as they get um, up from this platform, There will be a vision. There will be a revelation of wisdom that they have never had before, oh God. That will transform their life once and for all. Father, we thank you because you said if we ask you for wisdom, you will surely give. In the name of Jesus, we have prayed. Amen and amen. Amen Glory to God. Glory to Glory
1: to
3: Glory to to God. Dr.
1: Manuel, Pastor Johnson's twin brother, is online. God bless you, Doc, for joining us. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. We all receive the spirit of wisdom. Wisdom yes. in our relationships, in our families, in the name of Jesus. As usual, i like to encourage you, don't forget to join our active service. Also, let me remind you, next week, wow, wow, wow. Next week, we have a loaded. We are starting our 14 days of glory. You yes. think you've seen something? You ain't seen nothing yet. Next week, we're going to have 14 days. We are starting 14 days of glory. 14 days of glory. 14 days of fasting and prayer. And the theme is to see your power and your glory. To see your power and your glory. Every day, we'll be meeting online on our platforms. House of Judah Facebook platform. Hatsun Global platform. Instagram and YouTube will be on all these platforms. 6 p.m. every evening, 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. My pastors and some of my ministers will be joining me and I'll be teaching for about 20 minutes during the sessions through prayer, thanksgiving, and words of wisdom. Mark, take a screenshot of that flyer right now and join us for 14 days starting from Monday, 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. every single day. We want to see His power. We want to see His glory. It's going to be Awesome. So take a screenshot of that flyer and also get ready for our Movers and Shakers. More than Congress, Movers and Shakers 2021. And our guest speaker is my twin brother, Bishop Gideon of Fair. We're going to have virtual and actual service from the 1st of July, Thursday, 1st July, all the way to Sunday, 1st July. My twin brother will start us off on the 1st of July to preach. Friday I'll be preaching, Saturday you'll be preaching, Sunday I'll be preaching. So take these details, don't miss it. Play this whole program over, over, over and over and over. Don't miss it for anything. It's going to be awesome. The whole of this month, House of Judah, is the place to be. Glory to God. Glory to God. And don't forget to get the power of mentorship. Get the book on mentorship is going to change and transform your life. Glory to God. We appreciate every one of you for joining us this evening. God richly bless you. We're going to end with the adverts, the adverts for the books. Go on our website and order these books. It's going to change your life. And we look forward to you joining us tomorrow in our service. It's going to be an awesome session. Pastor Johnson, Pastor Michael, Uh, Minister Deborah, Mama B behind the scenes and everyone that joined us this evening. We really appreciate every single one of you for joining us. God bless. Dr. Menu says Lent 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 a lot (laughs) Glory to God Glory to God. Surely there is an end to every frustration and our expectations shall not be cut off So let's all be expectant of the great things that God is going to do. God bless you all. Watch this advent as we close out the service and order your books ASAP. God bless you.
2: Bishop Dr. Michael Hutton Wood, the senior pastor of House of Judah, UK. The Happy Church presents six dynamic life-changing books that will catapult you to higher heights and titles. Success has no uncles. Twelve cancers to avoid at all costs in leadership, ministry, and management. You have only one life. Make it count. Understanding and releasing the power of first-fruit offerings and tithes. Invoking the incredible power of altars and sacrifices. Forgive, but don't forget success is self-determined success consists of little daily efforts and failure consists of little daily neglects daniel said i understood by books no matter what life throws at you stay focused and keep moving through relevant and current information. These books are definitely a must for your library. Order your copies today by calling or visiting our website, www.housegitter.org.uk, or using the information on your screen.
0: One of life's defining moments is when you decide to say, I do. But who are you saying, I do, to? Marriage is an institution and a destiny shaper, and you don't just enter in willy nilly.
1: You don't marry anyone. You marry the one for
2: you, for your
0: destiny. These issues that arise from marriage are real, and you need to ask vital questions, receive crucial, satisfying, genuine answers with spiritual backing and discernment before you enter in. That's some people you marry them. That's the end of your life. 200 questions you must ask, investigate, and know before you say, I do. Dr. Michael Huttonwood, with his natural humorous style, delves into hardcore questions that are vital to the sustainability of any marriage.
1: Your marriage partner is for destiny. So that's why I say you don't only look at love and the woman's sketch and the man's six Back or four back. If my wife was looking for four pack and six pack should have married me? I don't have any pack.
0: These questions are born out of feedback from various counseling sessions with both singles and married couples and compiled for those who want to enter into a marriage and stay married until death do they part. A must for every single. Order your copy today. Please call, write, or visit our website using the information on your screen. Thank you.